I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Back to Stalking Time for the Moon Boys with me, David Baddiel. Hello, and me, Tim Hinks. <laughs> See, we've got that sorted over the yeah. summer, at least. It's good to be back, isn't it? It's great to be back now. It's been a now, long time. It's been a long time. We've, mm. we've had literally seven people <laughs> on Twitter saying, where is Stalking Time for the Moon Boys? What's happened right, to Right, right. And the truth is... Two that, of those were us, so that's five. Yeah. Uh, the truth is that we've been on holiday. Yeah. Um, and also regular listeners, of which maybe four of those seven are regular... Uh, we'll know that in the last podcast we thought about rebranding, changing this podcast yeah. uh, and making it like just me and you chatting and not about David Bowie, mm. which of course is what it is anyway, but sort of bringing that yeah, up should front. We, yeah, should we make should that we up draw front? attention to it? Yeah. Because um, uh, when people do talk about the podcast, as you say, maybe not that often, but yeah. I've been to people and they say, oh, you know, haven't you, how do you manage to talk about Bowie for all that time? Yeah. The answer is, of course, well, we don't. We don't. Yeah, we've, we mainly don't. We've probably done a solid three podcasts about Bowie. If you yeah, if you actually down. edited down. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Although I've just um, looked at us on Twitter. Well, I put Stalking Time for the Moon Boys into the search window right. on Twitter. And uh, on September the 13th, quite recently, a man called Andy McAfee, who's clearly was having a conversation, which I could go back and check, mm. uh, said to someone else, there's a really good and funny in-depth chat about the laughing gnome on a couple right. of the earlier episodes of Badeels. He does describe mm. it as Badeels. Yeah, well, I can, I can cope Stalking Time for the Moon Boys podcast. Um, but obviously, in the earlier podcast, we were a bit more Bowie-ish. Yeah, I think we had a lot to get out of our system, right? And yeah. of course, it's why we started in the first place. Yeah, that, is, that was the idea. It was, let's yeah. do a Bowie podcast. Can I say I think you shutting the door might have been a mistake? I'm already a bit hot. Well, I've got worse news because oh. I travel in on the Hammersmith and City line. I've learned a big lesson about this. That is quite bad which news. Is an over, so the good news, you'd think, <laughs> is it's an overground line. Yeah. That feels good, right? Don't have to go into tunnels. Better than underground. see London, West well, London. Yeah, I think you're overstating it now. It's just I, like, I don't like going underground. <laughs> I mean, it's not like, let's go on holiday to the overground <laughs> line. <laughs> well, I haven't told you about my summer yet, but that is what we did. You, but it's not underground... It's lovely. Yeah. The big... One thing it isn't the overground, it's not underground. <laughs> well, it is sometimes. Yeah, OK, well, Actually, then what's the point of it? Yeah. Um, uh, but the problem is, for the last six, well, however long it's been sunny, you know, since mm. sort of June or something, Yeah. You, if you get on it a bit late, I didn't realise why at first, everybody's sitting on the left-hand side, 
Because of the sun? Right. Right. If you sit on the right-hand side, as I often do... They, do they want get, the sun or they're avoiding No, the they're avoiding the sun. All right, okay. You get blasted by the sun. It's exactly what's happening now as I sit in this shed. Right. The sun is on yeah, the back of my head. It's on the back head. of your... It's like that, being that's, on the... That's s- Pete on his bald yeah. head. Well, yes. It yes. Is, it's, I mean, is it... Yeah. I mean, I, I've recently become convinced that I am finally mm. going bald, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, because... I'm like, pretty expert I, at this. For years, I thought I was going to go bald because my genes suggested I should because my dad is obviously bald. Both my brothers are bald, uh, or certainly much less. Why is your dad obviously bald? You mean to look at? He's obviously bald. Yeah, I or... sort of assumed that the seven people who listen to this also probably have seen my dad because I've right. talked about him a lot in my years and, on the television, yeah, and, and, and also put pictures of him up on Twitter. Yeah, and he is yet yeah, yeah. bald. Um, and uh, so I've sort of thought, oh, that's good. I got away with that. I sort of slipped through the genetic net. I've got yeah. hair, and I'm fifty-five. Uh, but recently. I've been noticing in the mirror, and uh, I'm shooting a documentary at the moment mm. uh, on, on on sort of stills taken and whatever bits mm. of film that it's looking a bit sparser. Yeah, than I it must was. say, it was your mum's. Uh, she dad's... wasn't bald. Well, she wasn't. She no, she, my mum was totally bald. That was the giveaway. <laughs> yeah. What was your mum's? Yes, well, that, this is what That's... people say. People true, say, don't they, that it comes through the mother's I'm gene. Saying it. And they say that about Jewishness as well, don't they? Uh, uh, balding okay. and Jewishness comes through the mother's yeah. gene. Yeah. Uh, my. Grandpa on my mum's side, he wasn't completely bald. I might be going the way he went, which was a kind oh, of widow's peak, yeah, quite high up his head. But yeah. you wouldn't say he was completely bald. I mean, certainly your head's got your Mine's hair gone. has gone back further fact, I think... than my grandpa's did, and he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem like. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, what I'm saying is, there's no coming back from that. If yeah, you, yeah. If no, he was still not... alive, you could say. Well, I mean, he's so 112. He's, yeah, you know, you it might be the case that when yeah. he's 127, he'll be as bald as me. Yeah, but it's gone. That race has so been. He's been won by him. More bald than a dead 100 year old. We are more bald than my grandpa Ernst ever went. Is right. what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, you know. uh, I. I mean, he had other stuff in his life that was sure. definitely you came out on top. Like, <laughs> for example, you didn't have to. Suffer. I wish I did come out on top. You, you didn't That's have to go problem. through the Nazis. You know. I, d- I didn't, no. but I did go bald yeah. quite early, yeah. which I'm not suggesting. <laughs> Where did in the you scheme go bald? Where? No, on the head. Well, <laughs> London. Oh, it wasn't London, actually. It would have been either Scotland or... No, uh, well, I, no, I, I didn't likely, say where anyway. Yeah. I said when did you go bald? Uh, so I so it's a two-stage process, okay. actually, sort of Brexit-like. Oh. It's basically, there's a first bit. Is Brexit a two-stage process? Well, what I mean is... I'll you, say it's about 137-stage I see it, if only I was more involved, because I see it as two-stage. I see okay. it up to the Article 50, up to the October, Yeah. and then we get a deal. Sorry, you're talking now? Yeah, I'm saying you get a deal now, Okay. and then you have to work out, once you've got that deal, all the sort of ramifications. Okay. I'm oversimplifying, but no. it's two-stage. Okay, so and how goes, does that relate to your hair? Right, so there were two stages to my hair's regression. (laughs) Okay. Was it prorogued? (laughs) It looks pretty prorogued, I I have to say. When's it coming back? I was talking with saying I love that band. It's it's not quite enough like the Pogues. No, it's not. But one thing I I wish about your hair, I don't think it's suspended. I I think it's permanently banished. (laughs) But but when I was... So when I was 20, 21 at, at university... I I can picture this. I can li- I can sort of see this picture, in my mind. Picture the scene now for, right. for our listeners. I'm in my hall of residence in yeah. my room. It's Christmas 1986. So I'm 21, and uh, I'm getting ready to go out to a party. Yeah. And do I'm you want to get a Bowie reference in just for those who do still listen to this, thinking it's about David Bowie? 
I like David Bowie. No, I just wondered right. if playing in the background is 1986. Oh, playing in the background beginners. is absolute beginners. Right. I mean, if you like. Yeah. <laughs> I used a bar of soap okay. to put my hair up. Yeah, I'll tell you who I was trying to channel, Ian McCulloch. I was try- yes. I was trying we're to all, be... We were all trying to channel right. Ian McCulloch for so large parts of the 80s. Right, so I was trying to like Ian McCulloch from Echo and the Bunny Men. And I remember the hair going standing up as it did with soap. And then I, what I remember is seeing the corners, the sort of widow's people, is that, the, you know... The skin... Well, no, what I mean is, but the, the, the what do you call the fr- uh, the line Temples? where your hair is? No, the the line that the hair makes. What's that called? Fring- not, uh, not fringe. <laughs> you know, where your hair, the follicles of the hair create a yeah, a line. hairline. Your hairline, right. right? Hairline. So my hairline, and in the two corners, corners. Yeah, was, they, would, they it, would form the V of the widow's peak. Right. It was. It just seemed to be going back a bit. And yeah. It was the first time I'd really noticed it. Right. And I remember it's hard to get over this on an audio medium, but I remember using my finger, putting the Base, I'm showing you, but this doesn't yeah, no, it's okay. The base of my finger yeah. on my eyebrows. Okay, to see how far back it and went. And I could touch the hairline with the tip of my index Yeah, so finger. you used your finger as kind of ruler yeah. to see how exactly. far it went back. And I remember over the course of university feeling that that finger could no longer touch the hairline. Do you see right, what I mean? So I see. it's going so, quite quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So you did that quite a lot. I did that in lectures. I remember in lectures just, just tapping, you know. So just, you'd put, because you, you, I suppose you could feel it. Could yeah, you? you could feel you, it. You could feel, because if I do that, I have to say, I do feel hair. Yeah, God, well, that's from, extraordinary. From my, my yeah. Well, you're fine then. So you're, I, I, or, you're in I mean, a better it's position quite than thin, me. But I can feel hair. Right, you're in a better position uh, than me when I was 21 <laughs> at Bristol University. Um, okay. Well, what other was, respects? What? No, maybe, maybe in all respects. Maybe in all respects. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, okay. So no, I'm actually interested. Right? Was that like traumatic? I can honestly... I don't know what... I worry this says something about me because it wasn't really traumatic. Really? And I don't know why I didn't find that. I can honestly say... Well, it must have been a bit traumatic, otherwise you wouldn't have, I was been, conscious putting your, you wouldn't have been putting your finger no, exactly. I was up there, checking it. Definitely. Fairly, fairly often. Let's hope that's not the moment someone comes in on this podcast. <laughs> um, I... I was putting my finger up there to check it. And <laughs> to check if there was hair up there. <laughs> in le- I was in lectures at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and no matter how much you put your finger up there, you couldn't find any hair up there. I did it without drawing any attention to myself. That is a trick. Yeah. And I, obviously I was concerned about it, but it yeah. wasn't a thing where I felt, yeah, I don't know, it wasn't sort of what you might imagine, a sort of young, sure, good-looking yeah. 21-year-old guy to be, you know, I wasn't yeah. worried. What well, was sort of I never lost, I never lost, oh, it's always at your feet, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. I, I, I did, so I didn't worry about it unduly. But in about, over the course of that universe of three years, it basically seemed to stop. So I then spent my 20s... With sort of hair? With sort of hair. All right, and so I've never seen being, you with hair. No, I had you hair in my 20s. You might have shown me a picture of you with hair at some point. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely didn't have one with me, but I will show you. Okay. Yeah, I had, I had hair. And it sort of I did think, start... I think it would be quite funny if you did. What? If you were a bald bloke who thought, I'll carry around with me a picture of myself with <laughs> hair just so that people accept that I wasn't right. always like this. Yeah, no, well, I well, definitely wasn't always like this. Surely you must know that. <laughs> well... Well, interesting. I, I, I did Giles Corrin's podcast yesterday, okay. which he goes on about a lot because uh, it's more successful than this one. I mean, not Is specifically, still, not Is specifically this one. Mm. Well, it's backed by the Times. Oh, so well, that's, one of the yeah. things we did wrong... Uh, when no, we, we set up this podcast we, is we didn't get it backed by some major yeah, mainstream media we said we didn't want to go corporate. Yeah, we? yeah, we kept it real. Mm. Uh, as a result, we've got seven <laughs> listeners. Uh, but meanwhile... Uh, I think we've got more than seven listeners. No, we right? have got more than mm. seven. Mm. Uh, but he says he's got 30,000. He also had a dad, Alan Corrin, who went bald 
very early yeah. on. And he said something which was interesting. He said, so my dad went bald when he was like 22, which so, so did my dad. Wow. And so he became like a bald person. Like he had a yes. bald personality from then on. <laughs> well, and, and I agree with that, actually. I sort of know what he means. What's my, bald personality Well, mean? you're bald, so perhaps you don't know. Perhaps it's just your mm. default position. Right. Having said that, I'm not sure it is because I think it's a 70s thing. I think men right. like my dad yeah. and Alan Corrin, who went bald, when they were sort of 26 in the 70s. Mm. That was a sort of thing, like a look, like Eric yeah. Morcom. It was a hairy you know. time, basically. No, but and, there and were more bald men. I mean, there were. This is a this is a very old canard, very old comedy trope, so I apologise for bringing it up, but it is true that, for example, when I did fantasy football, one thing we noticed, one thing we brought to the fore, was that there used to be more bald footballers in the 70s. It's quite okay. a common thing. Alan Gilzean. Yeah. You know, Ralph Coates. Charlton. You know, probably Charlton. Blah, blah, blah. It used to be a real thing. Mm, right, now. Right. There's virtually no bald footballers. So I mean, there's few, obviously, the few footballers who are going bald mm. shave off all their hair, so you don't have the comb yeah. over that Bobby Charlton had, Aaron which Robin. made it more obvious. Aaron I, Robin, I, Robin, he he's... did go bald, but I mean, again, not when he was like 24, no. when he was sort of 31. Sorry, I didn't know that was an old trope because I'm uh, very interested in that. So, are, are there, so who is a famous bald, young bald footballer? Have well, we got one? No, yeah, I mean, who, who uh, have we got now? I can't think of anyone off the top no. of my head actually, <laughs> uh, but there must be. The ones who shave their heads, but I mean, some of them shave okay. their heads now. Yeah, well, they're not bald. They just—that's just a well, just thing that they Wayne do. Wayne Rooney, although yes, again, Wayne not Rooney young, young, hair transplant. You see, right? But you're right. Well, Wayne Rooney is almost like a seventies footballer. Yes, in, yeah. in almost all respects. Yeah. Um, but so I think bald, people were more bald in general, and also I think they that's were more like accepting of the bald thing. You know, so like that look, that Eric Morecambe look, glasses, yeah. bald, often with sideburns. Yeah. That, that's what I think Giles Corrin means. Sometimes a comb over, but just generally, or maybe a mm. bit of fluff. That was generally, that yeah. was like a character, that a persona you okay. could be as a bloke, in quite young, yeah. in 1975, and that would be like, no one would think that was like a bit weird. Like, no one is like that on telly now. Like, who is bald on telly now? Um. <laughs> Who's a bald television presenter? Okay, that's really interesting. Okay, there must be one. Well, there aren't really. I mean, there's uh, people who are balding, like Alan Carr's a bit balding. Right. right. But, I know what you mean. Is that it's really un- because unusual. funny enough, I've thought the opposite. What? Which is that I thought I was bald at exactly the right time in the right 21? era. No, no, I mean no, the right, <laughs> that's, that's not the, the right, right time. Shot wear, <laughs> Glasgow. No, I meant in the knee. <laughs> no, um, I felt I was bald at the right time in the eighties. 80s and 90s, particularly. Why? Well, I wasn't that bald in the 80s. I, mean, I was I more the, bald in the 90s. This makes you very much a glass half full man. Right. I mean, most people would say it's never great going bald, but you you managed to make it like a thing that was appropriate for the time. <laughs> well, only, I'll tell you why. Yeah. By the way, once at a conference... Was, it, was Jimmy Solomon Somerville that big an influence on you? <laughs> I was once at a conference and said, whether you see I the glass half full or... Co- this came to me, and I know it's terrible. dotes are just the best. This is a terrible thing, because I said it out loud, because it sort of came to me, and I yeah. said, if, whether you think a glass half is half full or half empty depends on how thirsty you are. Right. And I thought that was quite a profound thing that to say. That is quite profound. But it That's literally true. landed like a massive lead. I mean, not, not I, as in people booed me. It booed. But, but it, it, I could Can tell. Can you imagine if they did? <laughs> Shit, I could get tell off. people thought, yeah. yeah but were you trying to make a larger point? Or were you that, just yes. trying to say something like a Chinese proverb? Well, I think there's something in it, which is if you take some situation, imagine you're, this is going a bit off, imagine you're a media organisation yeah. and you're thinking, what do we do about Netflix and all those things, you know, is that, do you think a glass half full or half empty, is it yeah. an opportunity or not? And the reason, it, I said, well, it depends where you're starting from, yeah. you know. You could see it half full if you've, you've reasons to be cheerful and if not. So whether you're thirsty or not, 
is how you think about it. If I'm not thirsty, I look at that glass and think, yeah, so far full, I don't, I don't need it right now. Right. So there's loads in there. I'm not yeah. even thirsty. You if know you're what? all really thirsty, you think, yeah. Christ, there's only half a glass. Yeah. You know what? When mm. you say it landed really badly, mm. what were you fucking expecting? Because, I mean, I don't disagree with what you're saying, <laughs> see but it's not like a laugh No, line. I wasn't expecting it. It's not no, like, it not no. like, woof, that's really no, gone I'm, well. I'm, you know, <laughs> at the very best, you get some people raising an eyebrow thinking, oh, yeah, that's interesting. That, no, that's you're the right. best you're going to get. I wasn't thinking it was going to... What gonna, else were you expecting? Well, hey, at last, a, someone said it. What a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I just remember feeling the atmosphere at the time thinking, I might not say that again. It felt like it was quite profound. Actually, I was... Putting together, it was my daughter's 18th uh, over the summer. I saw that many happy returns. Yeah. It was earlier in the summer. I earlier in the summer, yeah, August 31st. Uh, and I was putting Quite together... Late well, actually, in the summer, actually, I actually, didn't. Cause it was actually late too, in the summer. Yeah, it was too difficult. I tried to put together right. a f- film oh, okay. of just footage of her mm. over the years, and I couldn't do it because I'm not very good at video editing. Right. In the end, I just did a, a, a sort of photo montage. Uh, which then is, you were connected to people who did know about how to edit yeah, films together. Yeah, I, I, I know, be... but I, I couldn't be bothered no, to farm enough. it out. No. Possibly have to pay for it. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I, I was trying to do it, and I had some footage of my mum, now sadly no longer with us, mm. uh, holding her as a baby, and she describes herself as I'm this is so much my mum I'm very much a glass half empty kind of person but she says it in a very upbeat way which means she's got it wrong <laughs> she's definitely got it wrong and actually my dad before he has dementia starts going why well, what do you mean and she goes, I'm a very much a glass half empty kind of per- person. And I watch it thinking, someone needs to say she means half full, but she's got it wrong. Right? Well, that never happens, and now sadly can't be corrected. Donnie's well, a baby, she doesn't even know about this. She probably, she's probably thinking, depends on how thirsty you are. Yeah. I'm thirsty, yeah, where's my mum's you can tits? Sort of see how she, <laughs> you can sort of see how she might be... Th- she could mean, because I've just had a great big glug of it, and it's lovely, and I... Right, you know. no, she got it wrong, definitely. No, no, I'm, I get that you get it wrong, but I, I, I can mind. see it in my mum's eyes. Oh, I see, and, and, she has and to she's stick saying to it. it that there's a slight right. sense of like, have I got that right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because also, I was thinking that there may be times when it is good to have a glass. It like being an air steward, for example, taking a glass to someone. Yeah, it's better to be to be half empty. A full glass carrying across a yeah, but airplane. But if you're be, like oh, like you, it. probably in business class, right. Most of the time, I mean, sometimes in first, but you know, often <laughs> in business. I mean, I think you'd expect a full glass of water if you ask for a glass of water from a steward. I think I think that would be really annoying for everyone because you don't want a full glass on a flight that's a bit wobbly. <laughs> do you? you definitely don't. It really would be. A, I mean, I've been. I was. On, I just flew back the other day from America. Right. And you I, got a glass of water full to the brim. Well, not full to the brim, <laughs> that's what I mean, but that's it wasn't full. half full, stroke empty. <laughs> it was. It was definitely at least three quarters full. Right. I make a cup of tea sometimes for my wife or Wenner Banks. I'll be honest with you, she makes a cup of tea more often than for me than the other way around. I have she, the same thing, by the way. Because she gets up in the morning earlier than me and makes me a cup of tea. But that's not the point. The point is, when I do make a cup of tea for mm. her, I have always been of the opinion that you definitely don't want any cup full to the brim. Oh, for sure. Yeah, A, because you, there's too much liquid yep. spillage possibility. Yeah. B, because it sort of looks a bit too hot to me. It sort of suggests it's going to be too fuller. hot. <laughs> if it's full, <laughs> it suggests it's too hot. You sort of imagine I don't get that. I know that doesn't quite make sense, but that's how I feel about it. Uh, and also, i tell you the other reason, is I often think... <laughs> it looks too hot. I, I often think, well, it's a cup of tea and maybe... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The strength of it wants to be adjusted. Maybe I haven't got the strength oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, you've got no so flexibility. I, yeah, so if I leave a bit of space, no she could put a bit more milk in if yeah, she yeah. wants to, right? Right. So I think all those things... Or you could do your own milk. No, I don't do that. I, right. I make the whole okay. tea. If I'm going to make a cup of tea, I make the whole right. cup of tea. Then I hand it to her, and it yeah. is probably slightly less than she would have. And she always says, is there a war on? <laughs> Meaning, have you, have you rationed my fucking cup of tea? Because, like, it's not, it's not the whole cup. Wow. And I always want to say, no, I've, I've quite thoughtfully, all these things, too hot, you know, adjustability, flexibility, a, but she really and not full it. to the brim. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, what, that's all been on my mind, but she takes it as, like, you haven't, you know, bothered to make me a full cup of tea. Would you describe that tea as half full? No, that you it's make not full? half full. But it's... It's, so it's just, it's got mm. like, there's definitely a noticeable mm. rim of right. white china before the tea liquid Ooh, appears. Oh, fancy. Yeah. China. Yeah. Right. Well, not China. It's a, all cup is china, isn't it? All cups are china, aren't they? <laughs> is that fancy? I'm going to take aren't your first all phrase, made... <laughs> which was all cup is china. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with that, I'm afraid. Okay. Your first all answer. Cup is, all cup is china. Isn't <laughs> that true? <laughs> isn't that correct? <laughs> uh, can we move on from this? Not to Bowie, but to tell you, uh, I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, this morning, I um, went to my child's school to l- listen to Keir Starmer, the Labour Party politician, talk. Mm. It was actually very interesting, uh, but uh, that's not what I wanted to tell you. Is uh, On my way out, I bumped into the brother of the person who owns this shed. Right. I bumped into Paul Fincham, who is a sometime player in my football team. The and we should maybe, I'm sure people, Peter Fincham is my business partner and yeah. we record in his shed. The seven people who listen to this, I'm going to say it again, guess they'll know, but they know that Peter Fincham, yeah. uh, who used to be controller of BBC One and indeed controller of ITV, That's right. uh, and now works with you at Expectation, owns this shed where we That's do right. this. So I bumped into his brother, okay. Paul Fincham. Uh, I'm going to tell a story, which I do apologise, Paul, if you're listening, because I don't think you know this, but it is funny. Uh... I bumped into Paul another time in a club in London, uh, not a sort of nightclub because I don't go to them. Right. Uh, Soho House. It's like a yeah, club where me- club. media twats go. I'm aware of it. Yeah, you're aware of it. Um, and I was quite tired. And Paul sat down next to me. I wasn't meeting Paul. He just sat down next to me. We're having mm. a nice chat. Mm. But he's telling me about some film he's, he's working on because he, I think he writes music. Right. He writes music for right. films. Um, and I'm sure he's great at it. Um, but anyway, he's telling me about it. And... I slightly drop off while he's telling me about it. Sorry, Paul. I mean, literally close my eyes. I'm, I'm, out, I'm out of the room for maybe 15 seconds, right? right. Um, and he's still talking to he's you? He's still talking, yeah. I mean, I might have had my eyes open, 
I was going to say, because when you say sorry, Paul, he presumably knew. No, no, he didn't know. I, I can explain ha- why. Yeah, OK, OK. I, I think I just shut my eyes, mm. or possibly even my eyes were open, but right. I was, like, not in the room for a second. Right, I lost, wow. <laughs> you know, I it lost consciousness. Went, yeah. Uh, Did you dream about anything? I might have done, but... Well, my point is, when I woke yeah. up, I, I mean, literally, this isn't really asleep and waking. It's like a moment of yeah. some, you know, basically daydreaming, yeah. blah, blah, uh, Paul, Paul was saying, so what do you think? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, I looked at him, he went, so what do you think? Uh, I went, huh? He went, so, hey, so what do you think? And I went... Yeah, great, because that's what you do. When yeah. you, rather than saying, He's, oh, I don't think so. Sorry, I was asleep. <laughs> or also saying, about? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah no. I don't know. So, <laughs> well, that's much safer, of course, if you do I that. Suppose it but is. unfortunately, then he's right. like, you say, why? And then mm. you think, oh, God, yeah. no, I have to be, I was asleep. Yeah, it's easy right. to agree. It's easy to go, yeah. yes, because you think, oh, mm. I might be able to pick up mm. from the ensuing conversation what it's mm. about. And unfortunately, I did pick up what it was about, which was he was talking about the director he had just worked with on this film. Right. And, like, Apparently he'd said, so he's got some new project and you might be really great to write it and work on it. Oh, That's what he was saying. And what do you think? And I and I didn't know he'd said that, so I just went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and over the next sort of 20 minutes, I had to sort of, you know, make my way into, right. the, into understanding the conversation. Yeah, bits yeah, up yeah, 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 and that became clear to me that that's what it was. And I thought, well, I don't know anything about this director and I've just agreed to like work with him the next if it's a film it's life. two years of my life yeah <laughs> so Paul I think said that he would like send me stuff about it I think he did and I think I just never got back to him about it wow because I just like thought I'd, I've agreed well, to something yeah, but I was yeah. asleep I, I can't go through <laughs> it so if you're listening Paul I do apologise and I now admit yeah. that that's what happened and that's, what, that's why I never I never well know, that's w- yeah I wonder what I apologise be... to the director who Paul probably said oh, David's really keen was... David really wants to work on this he's been strung movie. along for well, how long ago was this this is... this is like a couple of years ago oh my god yeah. yeah yeah. I mean I definitely haven't worked on it unless I've been sleepwalking yeah that's through it would you because there is a backfiring if you I, I agree if you if you say yes it's better when you wake up yeah <laughs> what you don't want is to wake up and say, what do you think? And you say, yes. And he says, really? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't have to be asleep, really. You have to be not listening. No, which is, not listening. You, know, yeah. you just have to like, like, not be listening yeah. for a second. And that, I think I've done oh, that quite a lot. I, I had think a... quite a lot I've said. Right. You know, I mean, the other thing that happens to me a lot is that I meet people, I can't remember their names. Right. And All this time. is a slight problem. Yeah. I mean, yeah, as I, I get that's... older, obviously, but mm. also I am still just about famous enough mm. that people do generally know my name. Yes. Uh, and I don't mean people who've never met me. I mean people who I have met, mm. uh, but who I then meet again. Mm. Like, so this mm. happened the other day. Uh, I was at Peter Bradshaw's, he's the Guardian Cinema Critics, okay, yeah. book launch, and a guy came and started talking to me, and I thought, I do know this bloke, but I don't mm. remember his name. Mm. And then Edgar Wright, who I do remember, probably right. because he's famous, he's a film director, came and said hello, and then I just didn't introduce this bloke. Yes. And, I, and that's really awkward. I could sort of see yeah, him cause with, his, with his eyes... Saying what well, you know, introduce me to Edgar Wright, right? But I, I thought think, I can't because I don't know your name, but I and think, I don't want to say no. This is Edgar. This is I'm sorry, I can't remember your name. No, so what I do in that situation yeah. is go, is do is basically go, hey, this is Edgar, and then just although it, there's a marginally bit rude <laughs> yeah. that that person then says, oh hi, I'm oh do you Peter? So you've got such facility. Of course, That's I have on this do. podcast talked about the time I can remember your name. Yeah, I do, I do. <laughs> Not on the podcast. Yeah, I've yeah. always remembered your name yeah. on the podcast. No, you've been very good about that. Yeah, I mean, even when I introduce you, yeah. like right at the start. Can I now take this name badge off? All those times and right at the start where we've stumbled on introducing yeah. you, it's not because I can't remember your name. That only happened once in, outside your house. 
And it was yeah. quite early on in our relationship. Yeah, it was. No, I remember. Well, yeah. I, mean, I, did, I mean, I didn't know you had done it at the time. No, but, I've but, been through it. I mean, yeah. and now the people didn't yeah. hear that podcast are thinking, oh, I want to hear that story, but yeah. I'm, not, I'm not telling it again. I, I don't know if you... I'm on Taskmaster at the moment. Mm. Uh, and I hear you're doing very well. Uh, well, I'm doing very badly, but I'm doing well. That's it. I heard you're doing badly. I'm I doing it terribly. Something. But at the same time, like Alex Horn, uh, well, I can't tell you where I ended up, but it's not top. Right. Uh, but Alex Horn, in his roundup, says says about my position, but you've won the nation's hearts. Right. And, and, and it's interesting because it was quite a sort of revelatory experience for me doing Taskmaster. Right. Because those of you who don't know, it's a show on Dave, the ninth series now. Dave's the most successful yeah, it's huge. show. It's a big show. Um, and uh, Alex Horn does it with Greg Davis and five comedians do sort of silly tasks yeah. on it. Uh, and we film those and then there's played to an audience and we chat about them and Greg Davis gives us marks and that's the basis yeah. of the show. Yeah. But... Um, I have discovered on it. I've always thought of myself as being a bit possibly on the spectrum. Right. Morwenna is convinced that I'm really quite on the spectrum. Right. But Taskmaster made me think, oh, maybe she's more right than I realise. Because virtually every task I do in a cack-handed, odd way that I thought at the time was perfectly normal, and okay. everyone else does completely differently. Oh, wow. And then the audience pissed themselves laughing. Right. Oh, that's awful. If what that I thought. No, it's, no, that's why I'm doing well. But That's when, why I'm doing well. When you say, I'm doing, well. no, I'm doing badly, but the, but I seem, but, but people but seem to like it. But you mean you go about practical? To, is that what you're in a very very stupid way? Okay. Yeah. But I honestly, what's an example? Like, it's really hard to. Well, right. I mean, for example, last week, yeah, me and Joe Brand were mm. on a team, right, and we had to do about seven tasks. Right, they were quite simple tasks, but mm. they, had, they sort of followed on each other, and one of them involved just making a sandwich and, and making a cup of tea, whatever. Mm. And then when we made it, I ate the sandwich and had the cup of tea mm-hmm. and sat there drinking it. And the audience were pissing themselves laughing. And the reason was that I hadn't realised that it was a timed task. Right? <laughs> okay. It never occurred to me it was a timed right, task. Right, right. And no one had told me it was a timed right. task. And that, that might have seemed obvious to everyone else. <laughs> to, it clearly was obvious to everyone else. Because, yeah. like, what's the point of it? Otherwise, you're supposed to do these seven yes, tasks as quick as you mean. But it hadn't yeah. occurred to me. Right, right, right. right. And so it, it, the, what they actually did was, which was funny and I made a point of talking about it, was they played the task on VT. Yeah. And then they put what I call silly old person's music okay, on yeah, it. Yeah. Sort of like, That's I remember fun. I was once trying to put library music on something and I wanted something that for like a sort of slightly silly old person walk. Yes. And I found this thing called Lugubrious Baby Elephant. That was, just, that was a how, big commercial music, you know. Not, yeah, that was yeah, how yeah. it was registered as yeah. a sound like, like, thing yeah, yeah, in the yeah. library. Lugubrious baby elephant, yes. which was sort of and that's the music that they basically right. played right, behind right, right. me and yeah. Joe having a cup yeah. of tea and, and a sandwich yeah. and not quite realizing yes. that we we're supposed to do it yes. against type. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of me thinking, oh, I didn't quite realize that. Yeah, in it. Yeah, uh, I can't and give so away too much. No, of don't it. worry. No, no, that's uh, too okay. Much of but, it. But, but I mean, but, I mean, quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, similarly, and I think on the same show, you had, you were blindfold, yeah. and you had to put ice lollies in rainbow right. order, right? Like you had to stick them Roy in Jabif. something. Huh? Roy yeah, Jabif. Roy Jabif, That was brought up, but you're blindfold, right? And you had to somehow yeah. work out the rainbow order of lollies. Now, how Got would it. you do that? Um. Well, sorry, they were in what they're in. They're well, in no, a... they're stuck there in a random order. They're sticking up yeah. in a thing with holes in it. Yeah, yeah. And they're in a random order. You yeah. have to rearrange them blindfold into oh. rainbow order. Sorry, if you're blindfold, how do you? Well, that's how would right. you do it? Um, I mean, everyone well, else did do this. It Gosh, took... no, I think I might be a similar. I mean, I don't think I've. You can't realise what you would do either. 
I don't know how it I'm sorry, I'm blindfolded and there's lollipops in front of me. Different flavours. Different flavours? Yes. So, okay, so... So, well, I, so I didn't give you the, the full piece of information, <laughs> which is, which is quite it's entirely on the random. spectrum for me, sorry. Yes, right. different flavours. So, okay, if it's different flavours, I think what I would do is I would start looking for raspberry... How would you look for raspberries? Taste them? Yes, okay, that's what no, I wanted sorry, to say. Right, right. Yes. You didn't taste them? No, I sniffed them. <laughs> and Alex Horn <laughs> says to me, why are you sniffing them? And I say, I'm trying to work out what flavour they are. And then I realise, oh, oh, I can Hang lick on. them. Right. I have, as you know, tremendous respect for you, and I love yeah. you as a friend, but maybe you're just an idiot. Yeah, well, that's the point. <laughs> that, is that is the point, is that, that I actually it. say, I can't remember if, it's, if the episode has gone out now, but I, I say on in the studio beer... I've been watching myself on task and I think of myself as a really clever bloke. It turns out I'm a fucking idiot. Um, and I think I am a fucking idiot in some respects, which is I think I, my cleverness, which that's, does exist, that's interesting. my cleverness is quite boundaried. Right. In that it's yeah, really, it's I, I, about I, I, words, storytelling yeah. and ideas. It's really, really not about yes. practical tasks. Um, I think most revealing uh, is when you said there's some lollipops that put them in rainbow order you got a blindfold <laughs> on and didn't and then yeah. and then when I get it out of you that you can taste them, yeah. you say, but, Oh, you've got it. I said, Well no, what got what? Well I sniffed them. The yeah. whole thing is yeah, I see that is yeah. a disaster. Wow. I know. I think there's an answer question, which is why were you not traumatized by going bald? And is it just because you are a glass half full, <laughs> empty, full kind of guy? Hair half full. What, are you asking guy. me why I wasn't traumatized? Is that yeah, I think that's uh, well, oh, because I'm glass half full. I see what you mean. Yeah, is that what I we don't decided? think I am glass is that half. We, we decided. Full. If you mean that, I'm just got sunny, optimistic. Oh well, I'm bald, you know, but that's fine. Yeah. It wasn't really like that. I think there's a thing about maybe I'm quite good with you know if I can't change something, right? You know, maybe I just thought. No, but that it, is no, that is that's interesting, right? You say that. Mm. I think that is what glass half full is about. In fact, okay. On a you know, in terms of your. Mm. deep zen realisation yes. which is why it didn't get a laugh mm. it's a deep zen realisation mm. it's not a joke mm. a gl- the glass half full well mm. the glass half empty depends on how thirsty mm. you are I mean mm. literally it's something that Confucius might mm. have said mm. is correct in terms of the deeper understanding of life particularly seen through a kind of Buddhist point of view right. which is that things that you can't change you just have to accept yes so I said the other thing about being bald yeah which is you don't you wear a hat you could wear a hat you almost never wear a hat I I don't really wear hats. I mean, yeah. do I wear hats? That's because you're uh, accepting of it. You see, you're not like George Galloway. No, I definitely George don't George Galloway yeah. and other people who wear hats yeah. to say, I'm not bald. Yes. Even though they are. Or what, yeah. or what are they thinking? They're thinking that people think, they're oh, thinking, could he, perhaps he has hair. I don't know, because he's got a hat on. Well, they're just taking well, hair out of the equation, aren't they? They're just no, not, though, because these are people who are known to be bald. Oh, I see what you mean. Well, it, make, it makes... I mean, Nick Hancock, let me just tell you something. This, yeah. is, this is a well-known comedy thing, or certainly for people who were on the comedy circuit in the late 80s, which is now obviously not that many people. Uh, but Nick Hancock, the ex-presenter um, yeah, uh, the... of uh, They Think It's All Over, mm. who's a very good friend of mine, used to do, famously amongst comedians, a 14-minute set, which he never changed, uh, at the comedy store and stuff. Right. And it was always hilarious. The big moment in hilarity in it, which yeah. now feels a bit out of date, but it was very funny was he would say, of Bobby Charlton, yeah. he would say, the thing about Bobby Charlton is, with the comb over, he thinks we don't know he's yeah. bald. Yeah, right, right, right. He thinks that we look at him and think, oh, yeah. look, there's Bobby Charlton. Yes. He's got a good head of hair, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, amazing. Right? Yeah. Amazing, right? And presumably people with comb overs did think that. And similarly, people with hats who are bald, I have a different... they are clearly thinking, mm. well, maybe they think I've got I hair. I have a slightly different perspective, which is... That when a bit like the tree falling down that no one hears, yes, or sees, sorry, hears or oh, sees. Oh, sorry, sorry. The point no, is, hears. do you hear it? Yeah. That's, sorry, that's exactly the point. Yeah. Um, that it falls down, but do you hear it? 
When you're bald, mm. there are very, very few reminders that you're bald. No, there's your face in the mirror. Right, so... There's coldness on your head. There's water well, falling on your head when it rains. Well, there's the, you said the sun. Earlier you said the sun's sorry, on my I, head. As a bald person, yeah. I'm telling you... OK, sorry. No, and This is like me saying, as I occasionally do, to somebody who says anti-Semitism is not a problem, I yeah. say, well, I'm Jewish, how dare you? Yes. It's a bit like this, isn't it? Yeah, you no, mean, I'm saying, I'm yeah, bald, I'm I think bald, I have you the own, right You to, own it, so yeah. fine. Yeah. So I'm telling you <laughs> yeah. that... You're right about the examples you give because <laughs> you know, you, you know, you do indeed see yourself in the mirror. Yeah, but you don't see yourself in the mirror that much, or I right. don't. Okay. I don't see myself in the mirror that much. Yeah. Um, raindrops on the head. <laughs> I sort of get what you mean, but yeah. you know, there's a song does, about it. Does it? Doesn't. Although almost definitely all the people who've sung that song are not bald. They're not bald. Also, it doesn't keep I, falling on my head. It's every now and again. So most of the time, like now, yeah, I'm looking at you. Is, is it if I'd drawn a sort of something on my face? I would have forgotten by now that I'd drawn it. You'd yeah. be thinking he's drawn something on his face. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, right? But, you mm. originally brought this whole thing up mm. because you're sitting quite near the window and the sun yeah. is on your face. But I didn't connect it to my baldness. Oh, I thought you did. No, I think you did. Oh, did I? Well, I because mean, I can way, tell yeah, you it is, now... Yeah, it is connected. I can tell you now mm. that throughout this podcast, I have been looking at you and thinking I'm slightly <laughs> blinded by the reflection of the sun on Tim's head. I mean, it is really, wouldn't you say, it's very bright. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, now that I look at it, right, it's like, you know you're right. not meant to look directly into the sun. Right. I think I'm not meant to look directly at your head. But you are making it. my point for me, uh, yeah. which is well, why you've been... Your you, point is very, very visible. It's so visible. You've been thinking that. I've been sitting here thinking, David seems pretty comfortable today. Uh, it's a bit hot, but I, I'm not bald. I don't no, even if think I look I'm over not... there and close yeah. my eyes and I'm yeah. not looking directly in the yeah. sun, it's like I've been looking yes. directly in the sun. Right, but all you're doing is making the point that I'm bald, yeah. which we know. Yeah. It's just that I don't think about it very much because no. I don't really see it. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. I don't really see that I'm bald. No, but I, yeah, I just think you're more comfortable with and yourself. Believe it or not, you're, mostly, you're... apart from when I'm sitting with you, people don't go, you're bald. <laughs> you're more... I think you're more comfortable with it than a lot of people are, which right. I think is a good thing. We're going to try and end now by finding a, a, re- a song that's relevant to baldness and hair. Is that, yes. Yeah. Okay. We're not, yeah. we're not saying it's Bowie. Yes. Okay, so here are some uh, possibilities. I mean, obviously, it's hair the musical, but... We've got Almost Cut My Hair, Crosby, Stills and Nash, which I've always quite liked. Okay, don't know that. I Think I'm Going Bald by Rush. There's a song called Hair by Lady Gaga. Another song called Hair by Little Mix. Pull My Hair. Long Haired Lover from Liverpool. Of course, course. yeah, yeah. I Am Not My Hair by India Irie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Statement of fact. uh, um, Hair Pie by Captain Beefheart. Well, that would be terrible, wouldn't it? Yes, that would be terrible. Captain Beefheart is one of those people who... No, no, literally, I'm always terrible. Always terrible and, and... Cunts will say, "Oh, he's the greatest thing ever." <laughs> that's that's like one of the things. Uh, they'll, they'll say that's what's it called? Trout mask Trout replica. Trout mask I mean. replica is a masterpiece, and you listen to it, you think, do "You know what? Perversely, really do you know why I know it's terrible? I've never listened to it. No, I've tried will. it quite recently. I thought, of course oh, for not. Heaven's sake! Uh, I think I'm going bald by Rush. Should we try it. Let's try it. Is this, is this how you felt? What? Is this how you felt in 1980? <laughs> whatever it was. It's like an ACDC song. <laughs> Well, they're the heavy metal band. Yeah, but they were more... Well, they're kind of progressive rock yeah, stroke heavy metal. Feels... I'd love it if we did a sort of recreation of you at Bristol University checking checking your hair with your fingers and this was playing in the background. <laughs> or even you were singing it. Absolutely Could you join in? It's terrible. I'm checking my headline with my fingers. 
And now I'm off to Clifton. That <laughs> <laughs> was where I was going for me. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.